Cards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Forgotten Horror of Thalidomide. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. In the midst of this COVID con and the death shot, the bioweapon, which obviously the vaccine that Everybody is so the COVID-19 vaccine that has been pushed by the government. And the cover-ups that we continue to see unfold over this, we have long forgotten one of the other great horrors of the pharmaceutical industry that needs to never be forgotten. Because in spite of this event that happened in the 50s and early 60s and all the checks and balances that were supposed to be put in place, the same types of things were done then as were done now as they pushed an experimental drug onto the public. That drug was known as thalidomide. And it's one of the most horrific drugs ever to have been given to pregnant mothers and resulted in over 10 to 20,000 deformed children across the globe. And the story behind it takes us right back to the Third Reich. Patriots, one thing right now is for sure that we are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the U.S. dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold and other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. dollar and the U.S. is the cornerstone of the global financial system. The question is, how can you protect your IRA and the 401k you have from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold with Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold and IRAs and decide for yourself if the tax-based tax-sheltered IRA with backed by precious metals is right for you. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Again, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Patriots, this is a monumental shift that's coming among nations, and these nations control one-third of the world's GDP, and it kicks off on August 22nd. So arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings, and this is absolutely free. So text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898 and claim your free info kit today. That's Birch Gold. Check it out. Bards, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Well, Patriots, let me give you a little background on this. In the late 1950s and the early 60s, there was a drug called thalidomide, and it was issued in 46 countries, and it was for women who were pregnant or who were subsequently to become pregnant and it was primarily targeted for women in morning sickness. It ended up being one of the biggest man-made medical disasters ever, though I will say that COVID-19 vaccine is going to make it look like a preschool event. 
But there were more than 10,000 and some say as high as 20,000 children born with a range of severe deformities such as phocomalia. And phocomalia, just so you know, is a congenitive condition that involves the malformations of human arms and legs, which resulted in a flipper-like appendage. Other things included liver damage, brain damage, even multiple, multiple appendages growing out of the baby's torso. All of this was from a drug called thalidomide. Now, thalidomide has also resulted in tons of miscarriages too. So knowing what we know now about this eugenics concept that these psychopaths had, knowing what they know, we start to look at this drug very differently. And most people don't remember it. I remember it very clearly because there were children that had grown up with shorter arms. In fact, I went to college with somebody who had suffered from thalidomide. And he had one arm that was about the size of my bicep and his other arm was normal. And this was, it was a common drug. And even babies born with six toes, seven toes, it, it was just ridiculous, horrific. Holes in their sternums, it's just unbelievable. Thalidomide was actually first developed as a tranquilizer by a Swiss pharmaceutical company. They were calling it something else then, but it was called SIBA in 1953. In 1954, SIBA abandoned the product. It was found to be pretty bad. And it was, but that product was acquired by a German pharmaceutical company called Chemie Grunenthal. Now, this is when it gets dark. The company had been established by Hermann Wurtz Sr., a Nazi Party member after World War II as a subsidiary of the family's Muir-Wurtz company. The company's initial aim was to develop antibiotics for which there was an urgent market need. Now, after World War II, there was a ban put on any German companies from developing pharmaceuticals. And that ban eventually was lifted, and this was one of the early companies to introduce penicillin to Germany, which they did very well with. Wurz appointed the chemist Heinrich Müchter, who had escaped prosecution for war crimes for his experiments on prisoners of Nazi concentration camps to head the development program because of his experience researching and producing an anti-typhus vaccine in Nazi Germany. Well, let's be clear what that meant. Anti-typhus vaccines were being used as tests. They were testing them on children and women in the concentration camps. This is the origins of thalidomide, so we're clear here. Now, he hired then, what he then did was hired a guy by the name of Martin Steimler, who had been a medical doctor and a leading proponent for the Nazi eugenics program as head of pathology and as well as Heinz Baumkutner, who was the chief medical officer at the Sachsenhausen concentration camp, and Otto Ambrose, a chemist and Nazi war criminal. All of these people were hired by this one company to develop thalidomide. This is, this is the world we live in, and this is the foundation of the same type of tyranny 
that has now taken over this world and is running things wild today. None of these people had been held accountable for their crimes in under the under the Nazis, and now they had simply formed a corporation to build a drug to apparently help women. We know what this is about. This is all eugenics from the very start. Now, the total number of people affected by the use of thalidomide during pregnancy is estimated at around 10,000, though estimates run as high as 20,000. And 40% of those, of those people, 40% died at birth or shortly at birth or shortly after birth. Those who had survived had limb, eye, urinary tract, and heart defects. Now, in, in its initial entry in the United States was prevented by a guy by the name of Francis Olden Kelsey. Now, what's interesting is that he was later given an award for his work in preventing thalidomide entry into the market by John F. Kennedy. So you start to see all these roads collide again. We know that John F. Kennedy had done things like try to get the U.S. currency into it be a sovereign currency. He tried to get us out of Vietnam. He gave an award to the FDA head, Francis Alden Kelsey, where I was actually U.S. food, yes, that's FDA, sorry, FDA, for stopping thalidomide entry. And, well, John F. Kennedy was killed. So you start to see the infection that's going on here. It's massive, and it's been a war that been, we've been waging, been in the middle of for a long time. The severity and location of the deformities depended on how many days into pregnancy the mother was before beginning treatment. Thalidomide taken on the 20th day of pregnancy caused central brain damage. On day 21, would damage the eyes. On day 22, the ears and face. On day 24, the arms and leg damage would occur if taken on day 28. Thalidomide did not damage the fetus if taken after 42 days of gestation. Those numbers should absolutely make you sick for another reason other than the fact it was damaging babies. To be able to dictate the specific number of days of gestation with the fetus that the drug and what the drug would do would mean that they were monitoring this and tracking the results of what damage this drug was doing to the fetus. This is this is like beyond evil. And so it's this adds here in this comment is it's not known exactly of how many worldwide victims of thalidomide. There have been, although estimates range, as I've said, between 20, 10 and 20,000 victims. Now, I'm going to go down through some countries so you can kind of see how it was affected. In the UK, the drug was licensed in 1958 and withdrawn in 1961. There were approximately 2,000 babies born with defects. Around half of those died within a few months and 466 survived to at least the year 2010. In 1966, a long campaign, or 1968, a long, after a long campaign by the Sunday Times, a, compre, a compensation settlement for the UK victims was reached, which had just with the company that had, which was called Distillers Company, which had distributed the drug in the UK. Distillers Biochemicals paid out approximately 28 million pounds in compensation following a legal battle. 466 survivors, 
that means that they got less than a million dollars a piece. They got about 500 pounds, 500,000 pounds a piece to have their lives completely screwed up by a drug. I don't know how you put a dollar figure on that. The British Thalidomide Children's Trust was set up in 1973 as part of a $20 million legal settlement by the distiller's company and 429 children with thalidomide-related disabilities. And so what they continue to do is these companies continue to merge and disappear because like distiller's company then merges with Diageo and it disappears and nobody loses track of who was involved with the original distribution. Now, as I said in the beginning, this drug was, was run from the 1950s and early 1960s, and that's consistent with the countries of United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Canada, and the United States, which we'll get to those in a minute, and Aust- Austria. But check this out. In Spain, thalidomide was widely available throughout the 1970s and even into the 1980s. There were two reasons for this. First, state controls and safeguarding were poor in Spain. And it was not until 2008 that the government even admitted the country was ever, import, ever imported thalidomide. Secondly, Grunenthal, which is the manufacturer of thalidomide, failed to insist that its sister company in Madrid warn Spanish doctors and permitted its sister company to not warn doctors of the defects. We, I need to go back to who's running this thing. And just keep in mind, who was is, who is in charge of all this stuff? We had Heinrich Muchter. We had Martin Steimler. We had Heinz Baumkuta, Otto Ambrose. All of these guys were Nazi war criminals. Every one of them, in one way or another, involved in viral disease development, which means testing in the concentration camps or directly related to the concentration camps. I mean... Sachsenhausen concentration camp, which was, it was in uh, Arienburg, Germany, used, was in place from 1936 until April 1945. It mainly held political prisoners throughout World War II. And the prominent prisoners, it included Joseph Stalin's oldest son, um, few other people in there from the Spanish Republic, et cetera, et cetera. The, the camp was established and located 35 kilometers north of Berlin, which gave it a primary position among the German concentration camps. The administrative center of all concentration camps was located in Orienburg. During the earliest stages of the camp's existence, the executions were done by placing prisoners in a small room, often even with music playing, called, and I, I'm not going to say this word right, this is German, Genenkechenbarak, and told they were to have their height and weight measured, but were instead shot in the back of the neck through a sliding door located, through a sliding door located behind the neck. This was found to be far too time-consuming, so they changed it to a trench, killing either by shooting or by hanging. This is Good guys. This is what they want to do to you, by the way, just so we're clear. Everybody that's in power would love to do this again. I want to be very, very clear about this. 
And these are the people that have infiltrated our Department of Defense, our FBI, our CIA, our government. They would be very happy to take every MAGA patriot right now and do all this all over again. They just wring their hands with it. So this is the type of place that they were pulling people from. And Sachsen was the site of the Operation Bernhardt, one of the largest currency counterfeiting operations ever recorded. The Germans forced in inmate artisans to produce forged American and British currency as part of a plan to undermine British and American economies. Some of the abuses over at, at least over 30,000 inmates died in Sachsenhausen from causes such as exhaustion, disease, malnutrition, pneumonia, as a report of poor living conditions. Others in, in the cell block, which was obviously run by our SS buddies. Punishment, interrogation, and torture of prisoners was another big way of killing them. Yeah, a good place to hang out. Place where I don't think you can order dominoes there, which I don't think. These were the people, that, that one of those guys, like I said, and this is Heinz Bomenkuta, was the chief medical officer that they hired to lead the thalidomide program was there from there. And that's he was also the chief medical officer at, at the concentration camp. Otto Ambrose, like I said, was a Nazi war criminal and a chemist. All of these people were in the development team of thalidomide. So when they get to Australia, they were able to curtail some of the damage there. But it's when you start doing the numbers, the, the payout of these companies was nothing. The ultimate payout didn't come until 2014 for compensation for thalidomide in Australia. And the payout for 100, 107 victims, which at that point, they're, you know, they're in their late part of their latter part of their life, if they have much left, $89 million Australian was given for 107 victims. That's less than a million dollars apiece for a lifetime of misery and horror. Now, in here's what's really interesting. When this thing was launched, if you will, if you are of age, I don't know how old you are, but the, at this point you had East Germany and West Germany. So the East Germany is the GDR. And we have been told how awful East German Republic was under the Soviets. But here's what's interesting. East Germany reviewed the drug and refused to allow thalidomide to be given to its people. So there are no reported cases ever of, of thalidomide birth defects in East Germany. But there were 2,500 babies reported damaged in Germany, West Germany at that time, now Germany as a whole. Canada, same type of thing as the United States. They hesitated at first, and then they, they allowed it in. And then, you know, the spin they put on all of this is, and after this bad damage, we came up with better drug programs and better ways to help the people. The point I want to make here tonight is that we have a very short memory on things. And even in the idea of, this current effect, even if you didn't know anything about mRNA, if you didn't know anything about the transhuman agenda, if you didn't know anything about the way these psychopaths worked, if anybody had had memory of thalidomide, which they should, my generation, Gen X, should have a ton of memory of thalidomide. 
but no one has said anything about thalidomide. This was literally, as they say at the time, one of the worst man-made disasters in the medical industry ever, with 10 to 20,000 children defected. And we're talking major defects, like I was saying, hands born, you know, hands with six or seven fingers, some, some with feet. It's just like if you could imagine the hands melted into flippers, that's how children were born. Some born with no legs, some born with no arms, some born with deformed eyes some with deformed brains, some with multiple arms or legs growing out of the middle of their appendage. This is what thalidomide was capable of doing to the fetus. And all of this, all of this right here was done under the idea of making women's life easier. Remember what I've said so often is convenience is the, is the direct path to hell in this corporate culture. Anytime they start offering you something to make things easier, run. Absolutely run. Now, when I say Gen X should have a memory of this, it didn't, this happened before my time, but I grew up with that knowledge around me. It was very prevalent. And again, you had doctors that were legitimately pushing this. One of the things they did in the United States, which is just the same type of thing that they did here, when the FDA started to investigate thalidomide, the company, Grunenthal, went and it's Grunenthal, Grunenthal, Kemi Grunenthal, went to 1,200 doctors with about 1.2 million tablets and told them that the drug was being under investigation, meaning for approval, and told them that they were going to run a test case on the drug to enhance their approval. Knowing very well what this drug was doing to children, they bypassed the restrictions of the federal government, went right direct to doctors, and got doctors to give this pill to women as a quote-unquote test. Sound familiar? An emergency test authorization concept was born right then. Drug companies cannot be trusted. I cannot say this enough. They are... And when the more that you follow the origins of these modern drugs, it always takes you back to the same places. And that would be Nazi Germany. All of this. These people were essentially had escaped persecution by design. They hadn't been picked up by Operation Paperclip, so they hadn't been moved over to the United States for other technical talent. And now you just watch these Nazis come together and start pulling their brethren that were involved in the horrors of the world to come together and to once again create a eugenics program where they could wipe out the rest of the world and do this as a test base and get away with it. In the end of the day, when you take the number of dollars that these companies have paid out, it's nothing. It's out, they make a big deal out of it. Well, there was a settlement for 85 million pounds. There was a settlement for 89, 88 million Dollars. There was a settlement for X. And then you have to look at the number of people that were affected by the settlement and what their age was. And effectively, they received nothing for their entire life. And all of this comes back to the horrors of modern medicine. Thalidomide is an, yet another proof of what we're dealing with today. We are living under a tyranny. And it's a tyranny being run by corporations and to understand that a corporation like this would intentionally hire people that would do harm, and they did. That was their design. You don't put a eugenics person on board. You don't put a person who does medical experimentation in concentration camps. You don't put former Nazis on board in one organization and try to tell the world, we're here to do no harm. 
And the problem we've become accustomed to just blanketly accepting what these companies produce is somehow it's, it's going to help us. Whether it's Pfizer, Moderna, whoever it is, AstraZeneca, these are just the modern names of the same types of companies and the same type of mentality of people that have been running this thing since World War II and post-World War II. And all of this is to conspire to ultimately destroy those that are cognitively independent and establish a unified one world order of obedient slaves, a super class, a super race, and a bunch of slave race. And I'm not stretching here. This is literally where we are. And unfortunately, we have a high penetration and infiltration of this type of mentality at our senior levels in government, in our military, in our, of our boardrooms, of our medical institutions, and our academic institutions. This type of mentality exists. These are the same type of people that try to tell you that racism, racism exists. So in this time that we're in, vigilance is absolutely essential and paying attention to what's coming at you and avoiding anything medical would be a good idea. Very seriously. All right, Pages, one thing to be very clear of right now is that we are in a critical point of food being used as a weapon system. We are in changing times, and many of these changes are very uncomfortable. So we run from natural disasters to political and economic disasters, and you know what's coming. Ultimately, there's going to be an upheaval, and you have to ask yourself whether you're going to be prepared. So you need to be prepared, and you need to be prepared basically for anything that will come. And part of that is having a strategic food supply that you can count on no matter what and is available and ready to go at a moment's notice. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. So if you head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, they have their three-month emergency supply kit on sale for 25% off. This is They've never done this much discount before. 25% off. This is the biggest savings they've offered, and it's a fantastic kit. You need one for every member of your family. It gives you emergency food that will last up to 25 years on the shelf. That's part of an essential part of any emergency food program. So head on over to My Patriot Supply by going to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Again, look at these kits. They're nutritious, great-tasting food. They're good for you all the way around, and you will be satisfied that you did. So preparewithbards.com, 25% off. Check it out today. Now, the last ruling, some of the last rulings on thalidomide came in as late as 2015, and then we discover in, late, in 2021 that the company that carried these suits, the law firm Hagens and Berman, had been bought off. And so they weren't even defending the family's rights to get compensation. This is a reflection of everything that's wrong with our system. And once we start to get greed and filth into our mentality, there's no moral foundation, we are going to see another thalidomide happen again. In fact, we're living through it right now. Instead of immediate defects, we don't even know the side effects of COVID-19 vaccines for the birth, the birth defects part. And this is something that is so important to understand is they understand what's going on. They know what's happening. They've already tracked out. It's evident because when you look at the Pfizer studies now, just like they knew what this was going to do, thalidomide, they'd done it in the lab. They obviously had a lot of data on it. They didn't want anybody to know, and they still pushed it. 
Because at the end of the day, it was about, some people will say it's about money. It's not about money. The key to understanding what all of these programs are and represented, the key to that is to understand who these people are. And that's why I went through this list of people. When you put somebody who had been ahead of the Nazi eugenics program onto a development of a drug that should tell you absolutely everything about who these people are and what they what they're expecting to do. We are in a and that was by the way Martin Steimler who was ahead of the Nazis eugenics program. And they put him in charge of the head of pathology under this pro, under Grunenthal. Grunenthaler. Oh yeah, Grunen, Grunenthal. I'll get it right. That mentality is permeated through every one of our corporations today. And it's a sickening mentality. It's a mentality that's given people that they they are focused purely on one thing, their own power, their own benefit, and it has become the most pervasive virus we've ever faced. These elites have seized in a control of the United States. This was the first step. And again, the timing's not missed, that this happened right around John F. Kennedy's presidency. And that in our government, we still had apparently some good people that were able to stand up and say, this is wrong. And then at the end, the greatest coup in the history of the modern world was when they killed John F. Kennedy and they began a systematic elimination of key voices in this country. And then they began the deep corruption of the youth, the breaking of the family, the introduction of birth control, all of these things to roll out a complete and total destruction of the American model. That was the counterswing that came out of World War II and all rooted by with people that had been former Nazis. That was Operation Paperclip that brought them into our country and gave them carte blanche opportunity and role to do whatever they wanted. And at the same time, you had other companies that were being allowed access, which like this were built by former Nazis. They didn't have anybody's good intention in mind. These are psychopaths, psychopaths of the worst order. And they are, they've been on the move since. Our country is in a real crisis. And the, and the destruction that this vaccine has done, it makes thalidomide look like a preschool event. We're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of damage and hundreds of thousands of dead with the COVID-19 vaccine. We don't even, we can't even measure the magnitude of this. The damage within our military is put us at, it's strategically devastating would be the way to put this. We are not even operationally effective at this point in time. The damage in the public sectors, we have been gutting our millennial work class, which is our strongest work class. They've been getting gutted. And in the meantime, we have just daily reports of people that are have this in them, that are dropping dead, having multiple heart attacks, all of these things. And all of this was endorsed by the government so to compare the John F. Kennedy era with the Biden era, especially if you're a liberal and you're listening to this by chance. In Kennedy's era, the FDA stopped a drug and prevented it from entering the market because the tests were in, in the tests that were being used for it were showing that it was dangerous for the people. In the modern era, the FDA gets in bed with the drug companies and the Pentagon. And they work in cohorts together to create a rapid prototype vaccine that's a prototype, stress that prototype, experimental drug 
which they deliver to the American people and use coercion to get them to take it. Where does that model come up? Where anywhere else does this happen that people are coerced to do something? That would be places like an interrogation room. That would be places like a concentration camp. That would be places like when a gang surrounds you and bullies you to do something. That would be places like somebody who blackmails and extorts you. That's what our government has done. They've used all of their powers of threat and extortion to get people to do something that even though their gut was telling them no, people complied. And for others that were on the outside that were not strong, they just went along with it and said, yeah, that's what I'll do. Because they weren't going to go about fighting this government that is an absolute tyranny. So for those that have stood strong in this period of time and made it through, I do want to remind you of how much you have been through and how successful this has been. We have held the line. It's not over yet. But now you're hardened. In Vietnam, they would say if a soldier could survive the first 17 to 20 seconds in country, once they got dropped into a firefight, that their chances of survival increased an exponential amount to where the longer that they could go in the first 24 and 72 hours, their ability to come home alive was almost assured. But in that first 17 to 20 seconds or so of a firefight, that's where the real decision was made and, the, and where it really was determined whether a soldier would survive or not. Well, you've made it past that 17 and 20 second period, long past it, in fact. And as a result, we're starting to see more and more people break ranks and come into the right. But we can't forget our past. And that's a lot of what this is about tonight. It's real easy now to move forward into an era where we're going to be able to, and we're going to hear a lot of this. Let's forgive and forget. Let's just, let's, let, let this be, let's move on. Let's, let's, not, let's not, you know, dig up an old wound. We, we had a problem. We shouldn't have done what we did, but we did it and we got through it. We could have used better judgment, but now we've learned. That's the story you get when you read Thalidomide. When you read, when you, unless you read into it, if you just read the topical story of thalidomide, you hear the thing is like, well, it was a lot. Of, it was a bad deal. It was a bad decision. But don't worry, we put all the checks and balances in place, so this will never happen again. Well, apparently they didn't work, because we ended up with the COVID nineteen vaccine. So that said, we have to understand that. We are, have been and are continuing to be in a war of manipulation and lies. And we have to have the, the understanding that these people are going to do everything they can to try to exterminate us. That is their goal. It's been their goal for a long time. It's not new. The only difference is that in this point in time, there were still people in the government. In, this, in the modern point in time, there is nobody. Everybody's on board with trying to destroy America that's in our government. And that then leads you to ask the question of what do you think you're going to achieve by voting in one man? This is not Kansas anymore, Dorothy. We're literally living in the land of witches and warlocks, Satanists and child molesters and child diddlers, cartels and drug traffickers. That's what's running our world. If you were to pull back the curtain and see it for what it is. You don't have to look for the monsters under the bed. You just have to look around you and your eyes will see what we really are. We are not in countries. We're in big containment camps with borders called nations. 
There is a global centralized cabal that considers itself owner and proprietary over all the lands of the world. We are chattel. The game that they play is to keep us divided. United States versus somebody else. And then they take it down to local. They start it when we're in school. They start to get one school pitted against the other school. And they work that division back and forth through friendly sports and so forth. But as we grow up, we begin to see ourselves as different from one another. We came from the, most of us and our ancestors came from Europe, but we don't see Europe as part of us anymore. We see ourselves as American. We see themselves as UK and other, other lands. All of this that we have, these borders that were designed, were designed to keep, they're just our grazing lands. No different than when I subdivide my, my pastures for my cattle. I could do the same thing. I could take my cattle. I could divide them up into lots. I could call one American. I could call one Austrian. I could call one German. And I could feed them on grasses and rotate them through. I could give them a little little necklace on each one. One would have maybe a cowbell. I'd call them German. I could give them a little vest and I could call one Austrian and maybe put a horn around his neck. And I could, in American, I could put a baseball cap on one and say, you're American. There's still Angus, there's still cows, but now if I can develop an identity amongst them, they're not going to see themselves as cows anymore. That's all that's happened to us. And in the process of us being increasingly divided, the ability for an action like a company like Grumenthal to come in and develop a thalidomide-like drug didn't just possibly happen. It happened on a global scale because it took the form of Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, these companies came together and unified their efforts to go out and destroy the world. All of this mentality centers on eugenics. The development of a superior race, which they now look for as transhumanism, and they've, you, they have been using the medical mechanisms of tyranny to get to us every time. When God says he's going to judge the churches, I think it's Ezekiel 34, judge the shepherds. What he talks about is he talks about that one of the critical things they're judged on is whether they are delivering healing. Satan didn't have to do anything other than just convince people or convince the pastors that healing was some sort of witchcraft. Don't teach healing. Don't worry about it because Satan will just open up their door, throw a shingle above the side, and it says, Pharmakia, please come and join. And you enter things like thalidomide. I'm always stunned when I read the story of thalidomide, but I shouldn't be. But I am. And the reason I'm stunned is, what is it that they were selling? How did they get people to take it? And the way they did is they convinced people that if you had morning sickness, it was a great thing to take. Now, how much morning sickness does a person have at 20 days? I don't know. I'm not a woman. Believe it or not, I'm in this day and age, I can honestly say that. I'm a man. Proud of it. Going to stay that way and not have any plans to change it, so don't worry about that. But the fact of the matter is, they convinced women out of the sake of convenience and making their life easier to take thalidomide. thalidomide. And the outcome was disastrous. And so I, when I've looked at this story in my life, I've often asked, how did that happen? And now I don't have to ask anymore. They took out an experimental vaccine. They hadn't tried it. They used the term pandemic. They programmed people to believe it. 
And people rolled up their sleeves and in the millions took an injection that is going to destroy their lives forever. Excluded to that comment, as we are going to hear more and more, is a lot of the people in the military because they did try to fight, but they weren't given any ability to do otherwise. They were tortured in the military, our military, under this. You're going to hear more stories about that tomorrow night. Our military turned in to be the concentration camps. The Nazi fascists are running our military. Our leadership has become traitorous and treasonous. They took people and they stuck them in hotel rooms for months if they refused to comply. They had them double test twice a day by sticking that rod up their nose and doing I don't know what damage to that barrier between the, the nasal passage and the brain. And they tested them twice a day. Mandated. This mentality is what has seeded into our government and our federal institutions. So again, what are you expecting to accomplish by voting in one man? I'm not telling you not to vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for. But I am challenging the question of the naivety to think that one man is going to change the world. The era of John F. Kennedy, one person did try to save the country. And it was still possible to do. That person, like I mentioned, was Francis Oldham Kessley, Kelsey. And I believe it's a woman. I'm looking at it right here. Yep, it was a woman. Francis Oldham Kelsey prevented thalidomide from having much penetration. As a result, there were only 17 or so babies that they know of that were directly affected in the United States. That's huge, even though I think it was more because I ran into a couple in my life, so I have a hard time believing that number. But nonetheless, it was reduced massively from the damage it could have been. But in this day and age, when we have so many people compliant in our government, not trying to do the right thing, not remembering their oath, not giving a rip about the Constitution, obsessed with their own personal power, not caring about the health and well-being of the people, only worrying about rolling in something other than the Constitution of the United States and destroying the republic permanently, don't look to the government to help. Your IRS is a militant organization. The FBI is a militant organization. The CIA is a hostile militant organization. Your senior command in the military, to a large degree, is a militant organization. But the one thing you can be assured of, and the more that I'm doing these interviews, it's good good to know, the soldiers in the military are not against you and not against us. They're pissed off, and that's a good thing. And that's why we have to work to come together. But we're in a time right now that we have to get real about who our government is and what they have done. Thalidomide, can't even say it. Thalidomide, man. Thalidomide, nice word. Thanks, Germans, appreciate it. Thalidomide is a reminder of the magnitude of this tyranny, that it's been here, it's not new. So as much as we want to talk about COVID being a new era, it's not. And that's the most important part of tonight's discussion. This is 60 plus years ago that this happened, using the same type of bypasses to get a drug into the people, knowing damn well it was going to hurt them, not caring, driving in a eugenics agenda, carrying on the Nazi principles of a Fourth Reich, 
And that is exactly where we've arrived today. Only difference is because we didn't stand up and continue to be vigilant against these companies, but instead brushed thalidomide under the rug, took the word of the government that said, we don't worry, you can trust us. We've got these things under control now for testings, but please take more drugs and then allowed them to pass the Exclusion Act, which I believe was 1986, when they passed the Indemnity Act that prevented any sort of lawsuits against these pharmaceutical companies, we've given them license to kill. If you use the current medical system of any kind, you're exposing yourself to potentially being murdered at the hands, at the hands of the modern Mangalas. So, remember your history. Remember what's happened in this country. Don't paint a picture of, with rose-colored glasses. We have lived for a long time, a lot longer than we wanted to realize, in a tyranny. And it's done a nice job because it's taken the form of corporations that sell you good, cheap junk. Just go to Walmart. Make you feel good. Pacify the people. Feed them poisoned food. Poison their water with fluoride. And slip them drugs that we know will destroy them physically and mentally so that they can never recover. Every person who has ever been involved in that sort of crime against an American or for somebody in the world, hanging is the least of their concern. But it's what has to happen. These people are tyrants. You will never make peace with them. They are souls are dead. And I have no interest in praying for them other than praying for God's hand of judgment to hit them, strip them of everything they have, and send them right into the lake of fire to live there forevermore. And most of all, we're reminded on one final point. Thalidomide reminds us of what it, we are always being reminded of by God. They always want the children. It's always against God's creation. To destroy it, to mock it, to mutilate it, that's what they're after all the time. All of this should give everybody a fire in your belly, a righteousness to say never again. Because unless we make our step now, stand boldly in front of this evil that is continuing to move and make our stand known that they will not cross this line ever again, this type of thing, thalidomide, will become a normal because they enjoy it. These people revel in this. They laugh at the destruction of God's children. They revel in it. They smile. They are, they are impressed with what they can do in their labs to genetically modify people and destroy them forever. That's the beginning of how evil these people are, and it only gets darker from here. Let's pray. Father God, come to you just very humbled today, remembering another attack and destruction on your children. Thalidomide, a heinous drug created by a batch of Nazis designed to execute a eugenics program to permanently mutilate and destroy the innocents that were coming into this world. As much as I abhor Abortion, this is even worse because these children were born in such a way that they could never function normally. 
permanently mutated to a place where these sick people could enjoy in mockery the destruction that they had done to your perfection and creation. Father, this evening, it's on my heart, and we bring all of this, thalidomide and the COVID-19 shot for all those in agreement, we bring this to the courts of heaven. We bring this to the courts of heaven to bring every person that has ever been involved in administering these drugs, we bring them to the courts of heaven for justice and judgment. Father, as your will, and it will be your will, but all we're asking with the authorities given to us, that there is no more time given, that in this hour, all of these from the legacies of thalidomide to the many different drugs that were designed intentionally to harm, the doctors that willfully participated, the pharmacists that willfully engaged, knowingly involved in giving things that were not right for people. Following orders is just not enough. All the way to the current COVID-19 vaccine. Those that were willing participants, seeking for whatever reason the things they are and were doing, whatever drove their malicious thoughts and intentions. We're asking that they are being brought to the courts of heaven and judged. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, don't forget the histories. Keep your focus. Understand our histories. Keep focused on the things that move around us. There are such things that go bump in the night. And they're evil, and they don't want to do anything other than harm, and they have to be stopped. And they will stop on our watch as long as we stay true to Jesus, hold our line, and understand that we have the authorities to stop them. But it's not going to be easy because these people don't want, won't give up easily. And for that matter, I doubt they'll give up at all. They're ultimately going to have to be introduced to God. And we can help there. Matter of fact, we have a helpline. We'll make it available soon. Patriots, don't forget that this weekend, Jaron Jackson's program for Uncommon Law. I'll remind you again tomorrow. We're trying to get the link set up now. It's going to be on Clout Hub. If you go to Clout Hub, it'll be in there to sign up with, and I'll get you more details on that later tonight or tomorrow. So I have all the details, and you can begin signing up. It's just an open sign-up. It's unlimited to whoever wants to go, but it will be Sunday at 2 p.m., and that'll be good all the way to uh, the for three hours. Two hours with Jaron and then Q&A for an hour. And if you're not familiar with Cloud Hub, I'd encourage you to get on there and check it out. Get an account. That's what you will need. All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen 
who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army 
that will help deliver God's wrath.